0: Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right into today's message. Hallelujah. 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 Never alone. Somebody say, God with us. Every single day, wherever you are, he is with you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Welcome to church. Welcome to Release City. We are so glad that you are here today. How many came ready to receive from God today? I tell you what, uh, we want you to know that you're welcome here. You belong here. You were loved here. You're protected here. And this is a safe place. Amen. Can I say that again? You're welcome here. You belong here. You're protected here. You're loved here. This house is a safe place. There's no judgment here. There's no condemnation here. There's no, we know what you did. Let's get this right. No, where are you headed? We're not, we're not concerned with where you've been. All we're concerned is, where are you going? Amen? That's the kind of ministry, that's the kind of church, that's the kind of family I want to be a part of. Not one that picks out all my flaws, because how many knows? Pastor B's got them. Amen? <laughs> so I was like, am I supposed to say amen to that? I'm you the pastor and all. I don't know. Man, thanks so much for being here today. So last week we kicked off this two-part series, and we're going to conclude it today. It's a simple title, uh, and it's probably going to cause you to go, "I, aye, aye. Uh, it's this. Bring on. Bring it on. Bring on the storm. And, and I read this verse last week, and I'm, I want to read it again. It's Isaiah 43, 2. And it says this. It's going to be on the screen for you. It says, when, everybody say When? Not if, when you go through deep waters. When you go through deep waters, this I love this. I will be with you. This is what God is saying to us, to us today. When you go, th- when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, moments, seasons, weeks, months of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through fire of Oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And the way I look at it is this. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God is on my side, who dares stand up against my God? Just a little, just a little, just a little pep talk, just a little pump for you this morning. Somebody say, bring on the storm. On the storm. Now, I don't want to confuse anyone, so let me preference what I'm not saying, okay, I'm not saying that we should walk around looking for problems. <laughs> I'm not saying we walk around looking for the attack of the enemy. But based on God's word, it is coming. Well, pastor, I came to be encouraged. That's not a real encouraging word today. You're going to have to do better than that. Sorry, it's straight from the scripture. It did say if you go through, a cra- I almost said hellacious, but I, I said it anyway. I, I, I. I'll be making those, never mind. It don't matter if you go through those, it, it, it's going to happen. And so when it does, I'm just saying, I'm not going to hide under a rock. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like hunker down. And you know how we do when it's hurricane season, we, you know, we, we tie everything down. Y'all tie your boats down. Right? What I'm saying, right? You do all that stuff. I'm not saying I'm going to hunker down and just hope for the best. No, I'm saying when the storm comes, I'm saying you bring it on. Whatever you got, you come on. So let's go. Bring on. The storm. Oh, I love this. This is what God showed me yesterday when I was finishing up my notes. He said this. He said, an attack is just confirmation that the road you're traveling and the direction you're going is a direction that the enemy is very nervous about. Yeah. That's what the. So that's why I say, man, bring the, I need the attack. The attack lets me know that confirmation that I'm doing good. I, I'm doing right. See, we look at, you know, the the old school church. Well, somebody in your camp must be, there must be sin in the camp because all that stuff's going wrong. There's a difference between a wall that God puts up that you need to stop where you're headed. You should hear the Holy Spirit and the conviction of the Holy Spirit unless you've turned his voice off. There's a difference between the wall of God. Trying to prevent you from going forward, and the enemy saying, No, 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 don't go any further. You stay right there. And matter of fact, I'm gonna throw all this on you so you'll give up and quit. Have you ever been there before? Give up and quit. I I just don't know that. I just don't know that. I just don't know that that's God. Let me tell you something (laughs) the enemy does not want you and I to take territory that God already says is ours. That's why there's an attack. After 47 years of living on this earth, I've learned what it takes to endure the storm and to keep my joy all at the same time. <laughs> Ain't always easy. And the church said, amen. amen. This is what it takes. It takes gritty faith. Gritty faith. Not just the faith of a mustard seed. Not diminishing that verse, but it takes gritty faith. I was thinking about this. What's that stuff if, if you've got, if you're, maybe it's your garage and you're going to throw some, a coat of paint down. The builders of our other home that we, that we sold before we moved into my parents' house, they had, um, they had painted the floor, and they didn't put that sand with the little pretty particles in it. And I wore these flip-flops that had no soles on them. I mean, no, no tread on them. And I stepped out, and little did I know, my car had leaked the air conditioner. And I stepped right out on that. Y'all probably heard me tell the story. And I just slipped and fell. You need some grit. You need some sand. You need something to help create some contact. You need gritty faith. How do you endure the storms? How do you keep your joy in the middle of the storms? Gritty faith. Gr- you, you ever seen mama grit her teeth? You know, when you did something, you went, to... sometimes that's what it takes. It takes, I don't like this, but my faith, I'm, you tap into gritty faith. I'm, I'm standing my ground. I'm not backing up, devil. Matter of fact, if anybody's backing up, it's you. Huh? Everybody say gritty faith. What is gritty faith? It's a God-given ability to step out and press on in difficult situations. Many of, you in, many of you in this room have experienced tough seasons, yes? Experienced a tough season? My prayer is that through this simple two-part series that your faith would become gritty. Before you leave here today, the faith that you have on the inside of you, everybody every single one of us has an amount of faith inside of us, but my, my prayer is that your faith would get gritty, that you get some grit, that you would step out from your comfort zone and that when the fight comes, you would press forward and stick it out. Amen? So in this last week and, and then today, we started looking at one of my favorite stories in the Bible. If you, if you brought your Bible, let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. I'm going to start with verse uh, 22. It says, immediately after this... Jesus insisted his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. This was after he fed the 5,000, by the way. And after sending all of them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far, far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking. Everybody say walking. Walking. Not moonwalking. He was walking on the water. And when Jesus saw him, excuse me, when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. And in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, said, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, this is the most boldest, one of the most boldest statements in the Bible. I don't know if he was trying to check Jesus or if he, he just, I, I, I don't really know what was going on. That's probably one of the first things I'm going to ask him when I find him when we get up there. But um, what was you thinking? Yeah. Then Peter called him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Let me, just, let me just tell you something Peter found out that day. Never dog, double dog dare God. Hey, if it's you, let me, let me come on the water. And Jesus said, Sure, <laughs> yeah, come, Jesus said. I want to give you three things. I've already gave you the first one. I'm going to give you that one, and then we're going to keep on moving. Three things that gritty faith is and where to find more of it. Number one, and I gave it to you last week, gritty faith is the guts to get out of your comfort zone. That's why I stopped, and I wanted to personally come up and say, hey, man, let's, 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 let's provide an opportunity. If you, if you have something you love to do, sign up to be an R group leader. It's just two times a month step outside of your comfort zone step outside your comfort zone the hard truth about comfort how many want to grow in your faith you want you like you you don't want to be in the same place you are today next year you want to grow right well it's only going to happen outside your comfort zone it's never going to happen where you feel most comfortable so the hard truth is nobody grows in their comfort zone for peter what was his comfort zone being in the boat he was a fisherman right His comfort zone was being in the boat with his homies, with his boys. But what happens? Jesus comes walking on the water, and Peter's faith, he had faith, but it got real gritty. And he stepped out from what was familiar to him. He said, Jesus, if it's really, they they just said it's a ghost. Now remember, they were just with Jesus. They watched Jesus feed 5,000 people with a little boy's Lunchable, Right? And and they 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 bent, they were they're with him all the time, and they see him. And they got they they got disoriented because of the storm. How many knows it? It's easy to get disoriented when you're in the middle of a storm. You lose your sense of perception and direction. And he said, "But Jesus, if it's really you, <laughs> ask me to come out." Okay, that's a great idea, Peter. Let's go. my, my question is, where did Peter even get that idea from? Like what? Nobody has ever walked on water until this moment. Where did he even think that he, this was possible? I'll tell you where. Because he had just saw Jesus feed the 5,000 with some fish and some bread. 5,000 people. That's just the ones that got documented. They had families too. they a lot like our church. They love to multiply. Just keep moving, brother. Just keep moving. I mean, they understood. They understood. So... He said, if it's you, ask me, bid me to come upon the water. That's, that's some gritty faith. I don't know about you. How many of y'all ever said, hey, God? Anybody? Anybody got that grit, that kind of grit in you? Say, no, nah, it was done one time, good for me. <laughs> Listen, I told you last week that fear, fear, everybody say fear. Fear is the enemy of faith. See, we think that fear is what prevents. No, 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 no. Familiarity is actually the greatest danger not fear your familiarity where you are where peter was this is this is my boat this is how i fish this is how i provide for my family this is this is it i'm comfortable here and if he and if he stayed in his comfort zone he would one of the greatest miracles one of one of many would have been not we would not even be reading about it so what are what what are you what are you what are you um Preventing God to do through you that may affect someone else's life. What yes are you unwilling to get out of the way? Yes, God, I will. Yes, God, I will give that. Yes, I will give to that, that organization. Yes, I will help that family that could impact them. But we we're, 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 we're get stuck in our comfort zone. Yeah, but I, I I need to make sure I have enough for me and mine. Let me tell you something. If you always, if any time you obey. What God, what God asks you to do, he will always take care of you and yours. Every time. Every time. I could take you to the story where, where um, Jesus asked to use uh, Peter's boat, had been fishing all day, caught nothing. And he said, hey, let me borrow your boat just to preach in so I can be offshore and my voice can echo. And then when he was done, Jesus took care, and they had more fish than they had ever caught. So much so that the nets broke. They couldn't even, couldn't even keep it together. That's how much, if you will obey God, God will take care of you. Every time. I'm not telling you something that I'm, that I'm just reading. I'm telling you something that I'm living in my own life. Your comfort zone will prevent you from receiving all that God wants you to have. You think Peter was a little afraid? Maybe just a little, perhaps, was afraid? Like when Jesus said, okay, come. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding, God. I'm just kidding, Jesus. Yeah. So what's that mean? Stepping up and stepping out might require us to do it afraid. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying be fearful. But it, gritty faith is going to tap into an area that is uncomfortable for me. And I don't know about you, but if I get uncomfortable, it's, it's, it's sketchy, right? It's, un, it's uncomfortable. It's, it takes gritty faith. It's the guts to get out of your comfort zone. Number two, gritty faith... Is the realism to face the facts, and the idealism, the idea to never lose hope. Face the fact, because I, 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 I've, I've I've heard some Christians. Well, you know, it's it's like the, the the joke I heard a long time ago. The guy that was walking across the street and he gets hit by a car and he sits there and lays on the ground and goes, "That didn't happen." No, it did. It, it's 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 the realism to face the facts of what you're going through. What you're dealing with. Face the facts. But the idealism to never lose hope. The fact is, we lost, my stepmom, Josh and Brittany, lost their mother last September 25th. Three weeks later, our dad passed away. The reality was, it hurt. Excuse me. It sucked. (gasps) Hey. Hey. That's real, that's actually really good for. I'm sorry, I know there's some kids in here. That's actually really good for what I really was going through in, inside. It, it just like you, if we can just be real. It's the realism to face the fact I'm facing this, but it's the idea, regardless of what I'm facing, I will not lose hope. Amen. So Peter's on the water. Matthew 14, 30. Let's just keep going. He 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 starts walking. So Peter went out, oh, I forgot to read that part, 29. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus, verse 30. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink, saying, Lord, save me. Now, on the surface, a lot of churches and a lot of Christians would say, well, that's just a lack of faith. You, you shouldn't be looking at the storm. No, understand, the storm is coming. I'm getting wet here. This is hurting me. It's a fact. But the idea is, come wind, come rain, I will not be afraid. I will not lose my hope. Some people, I I, I, I often sometimes like to insert what I'm thinking, even though it's not written in there, like what was really happening in the boat? Can you imagine what the other 11 guys who didn't get out of the boat were thinking? (laughs) Yo, Peter, way to go. (laughs) Way to go. Should have never left the boat. Yeah. Where's your faith, Peter? You had enough faith to get out. What happened, Peter? But to me, as I read this entire verse in this story, the entire story is nothing but surrender. I surrender my emotions of how I'm feeling. I see this storm, but I'm going to surrender. And God, if it's you, Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come on the water. Some of us in this room wouldn't even step out and do that because we don't want to surrender. Surrender what? My fear. I'm afraid. He saw the wind and he saw the waves and he realized I can't save myself and he reaches out for the one who can save him, Jesus. To say yes to the Savior means to confront and admit the reality of where you are. That's what that that's what saying yes to the savior is. It's confronting. This is what I'm going through, and admitting this is my the reality of where I am, the reality of admitting that you're 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 under attack and you're warring against something. The truth is, the condition of our nation. Anybody turned on the news lately? I try not too often. The condition of our nation, the condition of humanity is going to take something and someone much bigger than us. Not a policy, not a law. It's going to take someone, I wonder who that is, someone much bigger than who's in Washington. What's it going to take? Surrender. Surrender. Here's what I'm saying. It's called realism and idealism. The realism to face the facts and the idealism to never lose hope. If, if, if I didn't go through anything else today, I've just given you enough to face it. This is what I'm going through. But the idea and the, the faith, the gritty faith to know I'm not going to lose hope regardless of what this looks like. Talking about gritty faith. Here's what I'm saying. When the storms come, when the attacks come... We must maintain an unwavering faith, and this is idealism, that no matter what happens, we will prevail to the end. I'm not going down. My ship may go down, but I'm not going down with the ship. I'm not going. Baby, I may not walk on water, but if I got a backstroke, if I got... However, I, I'm getting back to shore. Wherever I got it, however I got to do it to get back to a place where I'm back on solid ground. And he's the solid rock. Christ, my cornerstone. So he's who I have to get back to. Not how many likes am I getting on social media and who didn't like that I said this and and all this. And they talking and they doing and, and they backstabbing. If that's what you're putting your faith in and your hope in, your hope is misplaced. The realism uh, to confront the brutal facts about your present reality. In other words, we must find the grit to get real about what we're dealing with. Amen? Amen? Let me say it this way. Until you face your circumstances, your faith can't fix it. Until you face, admit your circumstance, your faith can't fix it. But I need God to fix it. No, he put, he put in you everything you need. He put the encouragement that you need in there, but you're bearing it down with all of the, the negativity that you're hearing. That's why, you can't, that's why you can't tap into encouragement because all you're really holding on to is all the other stuff that people said. I don't know who that's for today, but it's for me. What am I saying? you got to face what you're going through. What am I talking about? Oh, it's, what, it's not an addiction. It's just a bad habit. That's not facing the facts. The addiction is to try to kill you. The addiction is there. The enemy put it there. It might have started a habit, but it's an addiction that God has put, I mean, that the enemy has put there to try to take you out. Oh, it's not a toxic, toxic relationship. He, he, he's got potential. Face the facts before you face the judge. And I'm not talking about him. Listen, the number one reason that you and I cannot tap in, excuse me, that we need to tap into our gritty faith is because gritty faith is realistic and idealistic at the exact same time. That's what gritty faith does. Both of them show up. It's facing the facts without wavering from your hope. I wrote this down. When you have confidence in what you hope for tomorrow and yet still tell yourself the truth today, I'm hope I, I have hope in tomorrow, but you tell the truth about what you're facing today, you're setting yourself up for your breakthrough. Amen. Amen. This is happening right now, but this is where I'm headed. Yeah. You're gonna get your breakthrough. If you, if you get stuck in what's happening to you, your breakthrough is just on the other side. Yeah. And 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 the harder the fight gets, it is an indicator that it's the closer you are to your breakthrough. All my pregnant? Ladies in the house, right? The the hardest push is just before the breakthrough. Nudge your neighbor, tell him, say, it's time to get real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gritty faith is the guts to get out of your comfort zone. Gritty faith is the realism to face the facts and the idealism to never lose hope. Number three, gritty faith is the tenacity to get Back up. That's gritty faith. Failure is falling and refusing to get back up. I did say refuse. Because some people like the attention that it brings when they fall. mm. Man, this feels good. I'm going to lay here more longer, right? Gritty faith is I fell. That's not who I am. It's not who he's called me to be, and I can't get to where he wants me to be if I stay here. So I got to get up. Got to get up. Matthew 14, get up and let's go. Let's go. Matthew 14, 32. Let's keep reading. When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him, who? Jesus. And said, you are, excuse me, you really are the son of God. So Jesus and Peter get back in the boat and they begin to worship Jesus. If that was to happen today, we, we step outside of what's comfortable and familiar to us. And we get out and we're in this journey. And by faith, I'm speaking of maybe where you are today, relating it to Peter. Peter. And, and something happens, moral failure, we have a flub up, we mess up. The story would probably play out a little different than it did for the disciples. Because the disciples weren't like, yo, bro, that was dumb. Oh, I know you got back, but you should have never got out. Right? Instead, the rest of the disciples, not worrying about who my... Ta- what? <laughs> I'm talking about church hurt. What nobody interested in that he, he put his eyes on the he got out of the boat in the first place. He was in closer proximity to Jesus than anybody else. And he still failed. Fail. Fail. So what am I saying? Nobody's perfect. I could say some names of some, of some, 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 some key note uh, evangelists and people that, 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 to our knowledge, we don't know that there was ever a moral failure. But I can tell you, okay, Billy Graham, don't, don't really know. But I can tell you one thing, he was consistent at what he was doing, but I promise you, he was not perfect. I guarantee you, Miss Ruth, was that his wife's name? Ruth and his daughter and son. I guarantee you, there, there was probably some moments he came back from a trip. It don't matter how, and I'm not touching the anointed, okay? So check me. But I'm telling you, he was, he was not perfect. And neither am I. And you already know this. <laughs> neither are you. And it doesn't matter how close you are. We all can and will make mistakes. The Bible said it. When? When? When the storms come. We're not always going to respond the way we should. But after this two-part series, I hope that we now know how to tap into gritty faith. Are you still with me today? Amen? It was just crazy to me. That, that, that old saying that says, it's not, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. <laughs> Peter failed miserably. But nobody was worried about that. That's the kind of, that's the kind of family I want to be a part of. That's the kind of that's, when I said this is a safe place. That's that's because when you and I when we have mess ups, nobody's going to call you and go, "Hey, we're going to talk about that." You need to get you need to get to the altar. That's not my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. My job is to tell you the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And let the Holy Spirit convict you. That is not my responsibility. But I am responsible for telling you the truth. That's not always fun. It's not always easy. It's not always popular. But I promise you. If you live by this word, your life will become easier. Storms won't stop, but you'll tackle the attacks differently. Amen? Amen. In closing, wow. (laughs) The church said, hallelujah. I know, I'm just playing Miss Pearl. I love you, Miss Pearl. She can always... She always senses when I'm hearing voices in my head. Of It's crazy. You'd be up here sharing and speaking truth, but you hear the enemy going, saying other kind of stuff. And then somebody will pop off and go, bless him, Lord. You don't know what your, you don't ever know what your words, that's why it's, it's, it's we got to be careful with what we say. You never know what your kind word may be doing to someone who never, igno- a lot of the times I don't even acknowledge that she says it. So don't hold back Never hold back So I was thinking About how many have children I was thinking about The baby stage You know when they, when they Go from this to This You know you had to put everything away on your On your, your Yeah and put them little goofy locks on your Yeah on your cabinets And they stand up And they do this and what happens? Sometimes they, oopsie, right? I can't do that because I won't get back up. And, and, they, and, they, and they do a little step, little step, and they fall, right? No, nobody in the room, when that happens, nobody in the room goes, I, wanna, I need a new one. This one's broke. Can't even walk. Nobody does that. No, what's everybody in the room do? Yeah! Hey, that's a good boy, good girl. And what do they do when they hear that? Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha. You help me preach my message today. They try again, they get back up. And it's step, 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 <gasps> step, 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 step. And they might fall, and they may not. That's how it should be with the church, Because you and I, especially new Christians, forget that all of us some of us been a christian a long time and still yeah. say that preacher i just did need to hear it again check the podcast but i want to be a part of a ministry and a church family that when somebody goes step 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 fall step 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 step, step failure that's all right you get back up let's go let's go Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I don't think anybody in heaven, when, when you and I make mistakes, that one you made last week that you thought nobody knew about, he knows. And, and so does the witnesses in heaven because they're, they're a great cloud of witnesses. They saw that. But I don't think a single person was like, yo, God, you messed up with that one right there. No, you know what? You know what? They're cheering us on. That's what, the, that's what the Bible says. They're cheering us on. That's why when Amy said, there's something about connection. There's something about connectivity. There's something about joining an R group. There's something about serving. There's something about being a part of a family. I'll say it and I'm going to say it again. There is no other church on the planet and people that I would rather be connected to than this one right here. Absolutely no one. Because when we fall and if I catch, if I catch some, and we're going to talk about this on the, on the 4th September 4th we're, we're going we're gonna to be a ministry that shows people grace regardless and if I hear somebody else saying well did you know I'm going to take you to that story you without sin cast the first stone we will not be we will be a ministry of reconciliation and you're not going to go well let me just push you all the way down first and then let you come back up. Restore gently lest ye fall. You know what I think? You know what I think happened in heaven when Peter walked on the water? I'm done. You know what I think happened? I think people, I think, I think those, those that were in heaven were like, yo, God. Did you see that? Did you? Somebody other than your son walked on water. <laughs> Think about it. They weren't concerned with, oh, he took his, eye, put his, took his eyes off Jesus. No, 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 no. He got out the boat. Today, my challenge and my charge for you is get outside your comfort zone, get outside the boat. You will, you will not grow in your comfort zone. And I'm just going to be honest. Your comfort zone is to come in here, sit, worship, give, sit, take some notes, and go back out. I'm challenge you. Let's don't be that, let's don't be that, that body. Let's don't be that body that has arthritis. Talk about the body of Christ. Let's don't be that. You know, arthritis may sit in when you don't utilize all the functions. Let's don't be that body. Let's be that body that, man, we're, we're well-oiled. We're, we're good. Well-oiled. Y'all come to church this morning. I know y'all, I think it dried. We had, we had, we were praying for people this morning during our prayer time, and Holy Spirit told me just to uh, anoint everybody with oil. And I got ready to come out and preach. I was like, they're going to think I dribbled my Cheerios on my shirt because it's oil there. But that's how we need to be. We need to be well oiled, well diversed. Because we don't know who God's sending. We don't know who God's sending in here. I'm done. But well, we don't know. It's not, it's bigger than it's bigger than who's in this room. 30 years ago, dad didn't know that some of y'all would be here. When they start they didn't know. When I started, when I stepped into the lead role in 2020, I didn't know that half of y'all was gonna be here. But I like it. It feels good. If you're here this morning and you've been on your journey and somewhere along the way you fell down and you haven't gotten back up, my word for you today is get back up, let's go. I just feel like God is saying, hey, you know what? It happened. Let's pick yourself up, baby, and let's go. What do you do with that baby? Sometimes you gotta hold their hand. Mom and daddy get daddy get on one side, mama get on the other, and we hold a hand. That's why we gotta be connected so that we can hold each other's hands and create stability and balance. Let me tell you something. If you've and I'm done, I promise. Is that my third close? For those of you that think, I've just messed up too much and I've let God down too too many times. Let me tell you something. You couldn't try to let God down if it you can't let God down. Huh? <laughs> we have a jaded misperception of how God looks at us. He loves you. Amen. And He's not He's not worried about what you did but he wants to know where you're going. Let's start making some choices and some decisions in our lives and our families, and let's go. Yeah. 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 Who's going with me? Let's go. who's, who's going with me? Listen, Thomas Edison didn't, didn't, didn't fail 10,000 times. He just found 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Huh? So change your perception <laughs> Instead of saying I failed No you just say I ain't doing that again <laughs> I don't like how that feels It's acknowledging the mistake And picking yourself back up Here's what I want to leave you with today Cole uh, come We're going we're gonna to go out worshiping Man I'm done before 12 o'clock Woo! Love my pasta <laughs> Just kidding Here's what I want to leave you with today No matter what you're going through Remember this Write that down. Write it down. No matter what I face this week, put it in your phone. Why you you looking at me? Unless you're that good at texting. Some of y'all, I know you're that good at texting. I can text and drive. I can text and look. I can text and walk. That sounds funny, but... <laughs> you ever seen that lady who was walking through the mall texting? And that, that's back when malls were actually a thing, right? And and she was doing something, and she was looking down, and she fell right in the water fountain. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I got distracted. Here's what I want to leave you with: No matter what you're gonna go through this week, no matter what you're facing right now, this is what I want you to say: God's got me, and I've got this. God's got me, so I've got this. You've got it. Whatever you can get through it. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Father, I thank you for your word today. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City, or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best (laughs) is yet to come.